Father, we thank you that even as we study your word tonight, you minister unto us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak forth the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word tonight. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Now, let's turn to Matthew chapter 16. I'm starting a brand new series. And the title is Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Messiah. You're going to be blessed by this series. Your your faith is going to be enriched. You're going to be impacted, I believe, through this series. And that uh, you will do more for God because of this series. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now, Jesus used to take time off. Eh? You know, take holiday. When, where every time you read in the gospel that he went to Tyre and Sidon in the areas there, he was taking a time off. It was by the beach, you know, the Mediterranean Sea. He was taking a time off for ministry. So Jesus took holiday. So uh, that's why I take holiday. That's why Pastor Rikuba is not here. She's on holiday. So, and one of the other places, when he was not going to tie and sit down, he would go to this place, Philippi in Caesarea. Now, this place is just below the mountains, the Golden Heights. You know the Golden Heights? You know, it's right in the north of Israel. And when you go there, actually, this is where the Jordan River starts. The water would come from the mountain, and maybe the snow would melt from the mountain, and then from there the streams will start. So it's a beautiful place. When you go to Israel, you go to that place. It's one of the places that I loved. Beautiful place, cool green, lavish, you know, with streams uh, going around, like now there are gardens, wa- walkways there, and, and so it's a beautiful place. So it is in that place. And so Jesus was, was not ministering to people. He was just with his disciples. So he asked them. Uh, he was with them. He, he, you know, he asked them. Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Now, this question is important 
This question is critical. This question uh, answers a lot of questions. So what Jesus wanted to find out is who do people say that he, what, what do people think about him? What are they thinking about him? And uh, remember, Jesus' name was what? You don't know. Hey, Pastor Luisa's name is Jesus' name was simple. No complication. <laughs> Don't, compli go on, don't complicate anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> so Jesus' name was Jesus. So he grew up as Jesus, right? He was known as Jesus. So Jesus was a common name. You know, like John, you know, Peter, you know, Tsepo. Tau. Tau is not Tau is not that common. Tabo, maybe. You know, and and so forth. So common name. So Jesus. Now that is why when you mention the name, you have to qualify which Jesus are you talking about. So that is why he was known as Jesus of Nazareth. You see, they did not have surnames. Yeah. Surnames, Yeah. There was no Jesus Marabjani. <laughs> That's what Pastor Luisa was <laughs> They didn't have surnames. There were no surnames. Actually, we're talking about maybe four generations before us that the surname started. Before then, we didn't have surnames. Our great, great, great grandparents didn't have surnames. Or do you think they had surnames? What do we know them mainly as the surnames now? It was the names of that of those people. Or the name of the father. You will now take it. So now it would be like your surname. You see, like, uh, my name is <coughs> Buti. You know, my first name is Budi. So, you know, So now it's over You understand? So that's how the issues of the surnames came about. They only started now, maybe four generations. Before then, there were no surnames. So when you read the Bible, Never think that there are surnames there. So that is why we have uh, Jesus, which one? Of Nazareth. Or Jesus, son of Joseph. Are you with me? So John, which one? The Baptist. Why is he called the Baptist? Because he was baptizing. So people were, were known by their profession or their parents, their fathers, or by their places. 
you know, Mary, which Mary? Mary Magdalene. Magdalene is not a surname. You know. Yeah, Magdalene is a Mary who's coming from Magda. Magda is a place. You know. It's like Buti, which Buti? Polokwanian. He's coming from Polokwan. Polokwanian. Do you understand? Yeah, so people were known by uh, you know they are eh? Simon the tenor because it was his job you know working with the ladder and so forth you know Joseph of Arimathea you know so that's where he's coming from so Jesus was known as Jesus Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus the son of Joseph or Jesus the carpenter yeah yeah so uh, people professions where if your father was a carpenter you will also you know follow that profession if your father is a fisherman you will also follow that profession so that's how things were done that's how things were happening and so now he went about doing miracles and he was healing people delivering people doing great things you know for God and so he wanted to find out but people when they look at me who do they say that I am in other words when they see the work that I'm doing how do they associate you? What do they say about you? Now, uh, the answer comes in. Look at it. And they said, some say you are John the Baptist. And others say you are Elijah. And others say Jeremiah. And others say, one of the prophets. So in other words, you are a prophet. But they don't know where to classify you. So then, verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? You have been with me. You have lived uh, two years at least, close to three years uh, with me. Yeah, but who do you say that I am? How do you, how do you take me? How do you receive me? You see, the way you receive a person will determine what you will receive from the person. So, if you receive a person as a prophet, you will receive prophetic gift. You know, from that. If you receive a person as a teacher, you receive you know, a teaching, you know, gift, you know, from that. So how you receive a person will determine uh, what you will receive from that person. Yeah. So if you just see me as a ah, Kimuruti, you know, you won't receive much. You know, you won't receive much. <laughs> So, but if you see me as the anointed of God 
having the gifting and the anointing of God to impact your life, then you will receive more. Are you with me? You know, perception determines your reception. So, you ask them, but who do you say that I am? Now look at their answer. Simon Peter replied, you are what? The Christ. Now, do you know English? Eh? English says what? Uh, it says you are the, the. What is the? It's an article. Right? Now, what is the meaning of the article? Do you have teachers here? Now, yeah, the article means that it's either that subject is general or it's specific. So, when, if he said that you are Christ. It would be different from you are the Christ. And if he said that you are a Christ, it would be different from you are the Christ. So the way it is written has a lot of meaning into it. So he says you are the Christ. Now, when I come to you, I say, Pastor Dan, you are the man. <laughs> hey, I'm strong. You're strong. Yeah, I'm the man. You are the man. Hey, hey, hey. You see? <laughs> 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 and he said, young man, the man. <laughs> now, what does that imply? What does that mean? Now, if I had said you are a man, eh, so not that one. You don't like that one. What does it mean, you are a man? Meaning that you're ordinary. Meaning that you are one of the many. Yeah. But when I say you are the man, so I'm lifting you up from the ordinary. I am putting you on top. And then I'm saying that you are the pinnacle. You are the main thing. You know, there is no one who can be compared to you. You are the man. There is no one who can even match up to you. You are the man. So that article... It's critical. So, Simon Peter said that you are the Christ. So, meaning, you know, uh, there is no any other Christ except you. Now, that is not the end. He says, the Son of the Living God. So, Let's continue. Yeah. And Jesus answered him. 
and said, Blessed are you, Simon Bajona. Who is Simon? Ba means what? Son. Turn to your neighbor and say, Ba means son. Tell, tell your neighbor, everywhere you see in the Bible written Ba, it means son. Ba Thelomeo. Bartholomew means what? The son of Tholomeo. You are training. You are being trained. You are learning in church. See? Don't miss church. Church is exciting. Bartholomew, the son of Tholomew. So he says, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. Simon Bajona. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Yeah. But my Father who is in heaven, eh? my Father who is in heaven is the one who revealed this to you. Now, what I want you to understand is why did he say that it is God who revealed this to you? to him. Now, what is it that God revealed to Peter? What is it? That what? That Jesus is the Christ. So, now, what does that mean? So it means, oh, okay, Christ is not a surname of Jesus. So when you say Jesus Christ, you're not saying a name and a surname. No. It's a different story. So nobody knew that Jesus was the Christ. When you read the Bible, it is only the angels that knew that there is the Christ coming. And then, uh, I hope I'm not going ahead of myself. Remember, uh, the wise men came, they followed a star, and then the star disappeared. Then they decided to go to Herod's house, and then he asked, you know, we have come. Esther has appeared. You know, we have come to see the king, you know, of the Jews, the king of Israel, the king who is born. And Herod knew himself as the only king. And so uh, after he said, no, go and find out. Then after you found out, come and uh, tell me, you know, so that I can also go and worship. Instead, he wanted to kill, you know, Jesus. So after he left, he then after the, the wise men left, he then called the prophets, the, you know, uh, the religious leaders, you know, the scribes, you know, the teachers of the law. He called them and he inquired of them. Now, what was his inquiry? He inquired of them that when and where would the Christ be born? So that is the uh, only time whereby they ref 
fed, you know, that the Christ. Now, when the, uh, 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 the, the wise men came, they never talked about, you know, Christ. They talked about the star and the king. But when he inquired, he said, where would the, the Christ? So everybody knew that there is the Christ who is coming. Right from the Old Testament. So the Jews were always waiting for the Christ. That there is going to be the Christ coming. Now, are you following? You're, you're not getting lost. Now, you're tricking me. Are you tricking me? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 15. Deuteronomy 18, verse 15. Now, this is God speaking to Moses, you know, about the children of Israel. Deuteronomy 18 from verse 15 says, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you. Moses, he says, he's going to raise up a prophet like Moses from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb, on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see this great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. And I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. So God promised them that he will raise who? A prophet, you know, in their midst. Yeah. So they knew that there is a prophet. Now, the prophet they knew as the Messiah coming, that there is going to be a Messiah coming. You know, there is a prophet coming. Now, Peter, it's in the New Testament, the man, let's go to Acts chapter 3. Now he is talking, you know, referring, they question him about, you know, Jesus, the man who was healed, you know, and uh, so he, he, he now begins to talk. Now, uh, so he shares to them the, the gospel. You know, verse 18. He says, but what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets. You see, God spoke by every man that, you know, there is going to be Christ. There is going to be a prophet like after Moses. Yeah. That his Christ would suffer. He thus fulfilled. In other words, what Jesus did, that's exactly what the prophet of old prophesied. So verse 19, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out 
that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, that he may send the Christ appointed for you. And he says, that is Jesus. Whom heaven must receive until the time for, for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophet long ago. Right? Now, he mentions where did it all start. Verse 22, what does it say? Moses said, The Lord will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. Do you see that? So, this is in the New Testament now. Jesus had come. Jesus has risen. Jesus went to heaven. Yeah, and, uh, and so now Peter is preaching. And then he's explaining to them that, you know, this Jesus is what Moses prophesied in Deuteronomy chapter 18, you know, from verse 15, that he was talking, that God said that I'm going to raise up a prophet, a uh, like Moses among your brethren, you shall listen. So, this is, and then here in this verse, clearly Peter is explaining that Jesus, it is that prophet that God talked about. Are you with me so far? And so, now, what we need to understand is this, that uh, all this time, from the time of Moses, the children of Israel knew that there is a prophet coming and that they would call the Messiah. The Messiah is coming. Now, the word Messiah is a Hebrew word. Right? Yeah. And the word Christ is a Greek word. Both of them means the same thing. Are you with me? And so now, everybody knew that we are waiting for the Messiah to come. We are waiting for the Messiah to come. And now, when Peter, when Jesus asked them, who do people say that I am? And Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Other translation actually says you are the Messiah. You, know, you are the Christ. You know, the son of the living God. So Jesus said that flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven revealed it unto you. He said it, why? Because nobody knew him as the Christ. But demons knew him that he is the Christ. That is why they would cry out that we know who you are, the Christ, and then he would say, keep quiet. Before this Matthew 18. Yeah. So demons knew you know, that this Jesus is not just the carpenter uh, son, but he is the Christ. You know, but nobody else in the natural knew that he is the Christ. 
And so, actually, before he was born, you know, actually, at his uh, 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 when Simon was there dedicating, you know, they prophetically they knew that this is the Christ, you know. But besides that, everybody knew him that, oh, you are, you are uh, Jesus. You are the son of Joseph. You are Jesus, the carpenter. You are Jesus of Nazareth. So that is why he was known and he was addressed like that. But then Peter said that you are the Christ. When he said you are the Christ. Now it's a Greek word. The word literally means you are the anointed one. So it comes from the word krio. You know, krio is anoint. You know, krio, anointed one. And so this word is used, uh, 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 you know, for instance, in Luke chapter 4, from verse 18, Jesus uh, stood up and said that, you know, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has done what? has anointed, has cured me, you know, has anointed me. Yeah. And this way, you find it also in, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, you know, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, you know, uh, with the Holy Spirit and with power. You know, uh, God anointed, anointed who? You know, so it says Creo, eh? Creo. Uh, uh, how God created, you know, anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, the Bible cannot say it is impossible that it says he anointed Jesus Christ. Are you with me? There is no way whereby you would say something like that. He anointed Jesus. You see, Jesus, the natural, the human being, you know, he was cured. He was anointed. And now that he is anointed, now he is called Jesus the anointed. Jesus Christ. Are you with me? And so, you find it also uh, in First Corinthians chapter 1, uh, I think it's verse 14, it talks about uh, that we are the church, that, you know, we as Christians, we are anointed, you know, of God. We are cured, you know, by God. Now, the English words for anointed, you'll find uh, the Bible talks about, like, for instance, when you fast, I mean, when you fast, the Bible says that don't be like the hypocrites, you know, who don't uh, wash, who show off to people that they are fasting. But instead, what must you do? Wash and do what? Anoint yourself with oil, right? Meaning, Vaseline, you know. that? Now, when it says that, it does not use this word creo. 
It uses a different Greek word, which is aleifo. It says, you know, you must aleifo, anoint your head with oil. Aleifo. And then this word, aleifo, is the same word that the Bible uses, uh, like, uh, you know, in, in, in Mark chapter 6, uh, you know, Jesus sent his disciples, uh, you know, to go and pray for people. And it says that they went and prayed for people. They cast out demons and anointed with oil the sick. Now, that word is not the word creo. It's the word alefo. This word, we also find it in James. You know, when the Bible says that if they are sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them, you know, uh, pray for them and, and do what? Anoint them with oil. It does not say cure them with oil. It says allay for them. So, so what, I'm, what am I trying to say here is that the word alefo, it has no spiritual significance. It has no spiritual significance at all. At all. No spiritual significance at all. I'm from Western Africa. <laughs> My Ghanaian sister there. <laughs> now, uh, but where the word anointing has a spiritual significance, it is not the word alefo that is used. It is the word creo that is used. Like the scriptures that I've given you. You know, Jesus was anointed. He was creoed. So that is why now, also another thing, uh, I'm not that all this is in my book, right? The New Testament believer. We're just doing revision. We're about to write a test, you know. <laughs> so now, uh, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic language. But I don't. Yeah, he's the only one who passing test here. That's why I am Ghana. Now it was written in Hebrew, right? And I remember the children of Israel went into Babylon, and then in Babylon they were speaking the Aramaic language. So all the books like Bo Esther. You know, Nehemiah, all the books that were written during that period were written in Aramaic language. Right? So now, 70 BC, 70 years before Jesus was born, then the scholars from the city of Alexandria in Egypt, yeah decided to 
translate the Hebrew Aramaic Bible. That, is, that was their Old Testament. Eh? That was their Bible. They decided to translate it into Greek. Why? Because Greek was like the English of the day. It was the common language that was spoken. Yeah, so now they decided to translate it into uh, translate it into Greek. And so when they translated into Greek, yeah, the words when you look at that Bible, the words that uh, talks about anointed, you know, like. Uh, when the priests were set, were anointed with oil, you know, in the Old Testament, they used the word kriyo, not the word alefo. So, meaning there, it had a spiritual significance. So, that is why now in the New Testament, you have to separate the two. Yeah, so, the people that are taking, like, the anointing of oil as the spiritual thing, they are confusing these two words. That is where the challenge is. They read it in English, it says anoint with oil. They think that it is the same thing as what was written in the Old Testament. Meanwhile, it is not. So, uh, now, here is the thing. Then the Bible says that he is Jesus. It's not Jesus a lay foot. Eh? He is Jesus Christo. Christos. You know, meaning Jesus the Christ. The anointed, that is. You know, Jesus the anointed. So Jesus was the anointed one. So when, when, when Peter now stood up and said, you are the Christ, he was saying, you are the anointed one. You are the one that we have been waiting for. You are the one that God promised from long ago would come to pass. You are the man. That's so why you are the Christ. You are the man. So, church, what now we need to understand out of this is that we are not serving one of the gods. We are not serving a Mickey Mouse God. We are serving the anointed one. The one, the man. We are serving the Messiah. We are serving the one who is able to do everything. The one who can change water into wine. The one who can walk on top of the water. The one who can open the blind eyes. The one who can open the deaf ears. The one who can do miracles. We are saving the man. That is who we are saving. Yeah. And so even as we serve God, we need to know that, you know, we are saving the one, when they say it's closed, the one who opens up. That's who we are saving. You know, that we have accepted in our hearts the one who is supreme, 
the one who is sovereign the one who is above all situation the one who cannot be overcome the one who can overcome every situation we are saving that one and so how come that you should be defeated while saving the man while having the man on your side you know how come that uh, you should go under while you are having the one, the Messiah, Jesus, the Messiah. While we are having that one, how come? How possible it is? How possible it is? So, you see, Satan thrives in ignorance of the children of God. When we are ignorant, and he likes to keep us ignorant so that he can, he's a father of lies. You know, he will tell you, you know, oh, this Jesus is nothing. You don't have to believe in him and, you know, all of this. If you are the son, he comes even also to the same Jesus. If you are the son of man, turn these stones to wine and to, uh, to bread. Yeah. Wanted Jesus to doubt himself. Yeah, Jesus said that this is, the, I mean, 40 years, 40 days rather, before he went into the wilderness to fast and pray. He, the last words that he heard in the last verse of Matthew chapter 3, what was those words? This is my son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Those are the last words that he heard. So for 40 days, 40 nights, he was fasting. There was, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. So for 40 days and 40 nights, he was not speaking to anybody. He was not hearing any voice. And then what was the last words that he heard? This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Forty days after, here comes Satan. What are the first words that he said? If you are the son of God. Challenging him on what he heard the last time. He says, uh -huh. You haven't been speaking. You haven't heard anything. Now I have come to speak to you. Let's take it from where we left we left off. You know, you heard that you are the son of... Now, if you are the son of man, if you are the son of God. So, what we see here is that, you know, when we study this, that you are the Christ... I'm telling you that you will be unstoppable. If we can just understand that who we are saving is the Christ, we will be unstoppable. You know, nothing will ever stop us or touch us when we understand that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. Is the anointed one. Hallelujah. And so, 
I want to leave you with this. We'll continue next week. Are you enjoying it? Should I go for another hour? Go deeper. <laughs> and so, now, that is why Jesus said these powerful words, you know, after he said this, that flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father who is in heaven, you know, revealed it unto you. Now he says this in verse 18. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, which rock? Which rock? On the revelation, what he has had. Because the subject matter, it's not Peter. The subject matter is what Peter said. You are the Christ. That is the, the theme. That is the main thing here. So he says, on this, on what you have said, Peter, that is a rock. On this revelation knowledge, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When the church understands that I am the Messiah, that I am the Christ, that I am the anointed one, that I am the man, when the church understands that and they are built on that, there is nothing that can stop the church. Also, the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. So, whatever the devil is trying against your life, when you stand on this revelation truth, that he is the Christ, he is the anointed one, I am standing on this truth, you know, that I am firm. You know, you can try, the waves can try to beat me from whatever side, but I refuse to re remove myself from this patient. That I am saving the Christ, the anointed one. And it says that the church that is built on that foundation, hell will never prevail against it. That is where we need to be standing, church. You know, that is where we need to be. You know, standing on that foundation. That he is the Christ. That he is the anointed one. Yeah. And I'm telling you that you will overcome every situation, every circumstance. You know, every uh, problem that you come against. As you stand on the one that I am serving is the Christ. It's not a Mickey Mouse somebody somewhere, but he is the Christ. And because he is the Christ, I know that I will prevail. Hallelujah. Can we stand on our feet? Can we begin to thank God and appreciate him that we are serving the Christ? We are serving the living God the son of the living God. We are saving the anointed one. We are saving the one who is cured, who is appointed, who is ordained, you know, uh, to be in that uh, situation. Let us thank God right now. Father, we thank you.
Father, we appreciate you. We thank you, Lord, that we are saving the Christ. We thank you, God, that you are God, the anointed one. You are God, the one who gives us victory. You are God, the one who gives us, who makes us to overcome in every situation. We thank you, God, for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, mighty God, that God, oh, Lord, that God, you give us victory. You give us victory. Oh, ribakashibi, ribakare ya rabare ya raburushene, ribakare ya rabare ya raburushene, ribakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne, ribakare ya rabare ya raburushene, ribakare ya rabare ya rabare ya ne, ribeke shubure bakare ya rabare ya ne. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you. We thank you, mighty God, that God, you are the one who was promised. Jesus, you are the one who was promised. And that today, God, oh, Lord, we are saving you. The greater I am. Oh, the greater I am. We thank you, Lord, for doing it by your spirit. Oh, we worship you, God. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'll pour my life on you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, let's go.